Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Draft time. It's the best time of the year. From now on, I'm just going to sit and stare at you whenever we... Uh, what else is new? We come off mute at the top of the show. Oh. I mean, usually I just sit and stare at you with starry eyes yes. and, and butterflies. Like those starry kits from Houston. Oh, boy. That's right. Dad jokes. Keep- under 60 seconds. Here we go. What an asshole. Uh, <laughs> Keepers podcast. Be funny. Then I won't we be haven't, an asshole. We haven't. Uh, this is good. We're doing the show from the bed. Uh, it's nice loungy. Got our feet up. That's right. It's nice. It, I like this better. This might be our new studio. Could be the new studio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. As you heard in the intro, I'm Jared. Next to me is Holly. We're the host of Keepers. If you like women's soccer, specifically the NWSL, and you're playing fantasy, you're at the right spot. Because and you're at the right episode too. Because we are going over our draft that happened last night. Everybody, woohoo! Yeah, we drafted last night. All four teams were live on WebEx. It was a nice. Uh, we had our sushi. It was nice. <laughs> shout out, Bro- shout out WebEx. I know, right? Big shout out to my my peeps over at WebEx. Got that technology like it's 2003. They're gonna get. They're gonna get on this show. Um. Uh, let's just jump right into it, Holly. Okay, if if you will, uh, yep. if I don't hit the wrong button, let's yep. see. We got some news. We got to get this out of the way. Um, some pretty important stuff. So we'll start with the heavy stuff. So the Houston Dash has suspended head coach and general manager James Clarkson. The team announced on Tuesday. The move comes at the recommendation of the NWSL and the NWSLPA's joint investigative team. They've been conducting a league-wide review of harassment and discrimination complaints since October of last year. Um, I'll just lump this in real quick. And then also, and on the on the college level, the University of Florida has fired women's soccer coach Tony Amato. Uh, he'll leave the program after just um, a one year into a six-year contract. The move comes after a series of complaints from athletes claiming Amato pressured them about their bodies and eating habits, and local public on local public radio station reported that. So, uh, Holly, what the hell's going on? Like more of this? Well, okay, a lot of things are going on. Um, this is the seventh person out of ten of the ten teams in the league from last year right the seventh coach out of 10 that was fired for improper conduct so cool way to go shouts out to the current the thorns and the pride for hopefully not gonna hold my breath but hopefully um not hiring assholes to uh be their coaches good work can we throw can we also throw in san diego and la for not having shitty coaches yet or is that not? Even I was count? talking about last year, oh, okay. but, but if you want to give them an honorable mention, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. I, I think there's a couple of things that are going on here that are important. One, 
Um, God, I just lost my train of thought because we went there. Damn it. Okay, I got it. Back. One, this investigation is working. So this is a result of the investigations that started you know, jointly with the Players Association last fall at the end of the season. And I think this is a, a great sign that there were still problems. There were complaints that were not listened to. There there were still things floating in the air and, and left out there that that we needed to hang that laundry out to dry. And so I'm I'm pleased to see results of this investigation because it tells me that it wasn't just lip service. And I think also it's really interesting that what's going on at the professional level is trickling down to the college level because I don't think that without last year, this coach would have been fired because last year, so publicly, it was it was articulated in the media why it's not okay to shame people about their bodies or what they eat and how that is harassment and a hostile work environment and unsafe for players and I just don't see this this firing happening without that media attention. So I'm pleased about that. Yeah, I think you covered it with on that angle. And I, it's kind of weird. You kind of go, oh, I kind of hope I hope there's nothing there with Clarkson. And I you go, I point. hope he's fine. I hope it's okay. But then you also hope it, you also are like, wait a minute. Like you're also, I, I don't know what to think about this. Because like when you hear allegations and you hear suspensions, you go, oh, is this person is this really what's up? Is this really not like, so I'm trying to put this in a different way. You go, you don't, you don't pull for either side. Do you like, you know what I mean? Like what's the truth? You just pull for the truth, right? That's right. What, that's what you do with this whole thing. Like right. I just hope the truth comes out and it's not ownership protecting league, protecting other coaches, protecting. I hope it's just, I'm rooting for just the plain truth. That's it. Like you can't be like, I'm pulling for, one side or the other. I just want to see the truth. That's all. Yeah, and no, that's I, I, I don't fully come agree off, with that. If I hope it doesn't come if out clear. If there's fire under the smoke, then there needs to not be a gag order on it. And I'm going to make another point I, here. I, I, hold on. I just didn't want to make it sound like I was. I, I got caught in a little whirlwind there. I, I was just saying that you're as a fan. You're just you're just stuck. You're like you're just stuck when you hear this news because you're like, this is not positive. This is not negative. This is you're just like, it's positive that they're investigating. The news is negative, but you go, I don't know. You're just, I don't know. This whole thing, it's just, you feel stuck. It's like, you know what I mean? I don't understand your stuck feeling. Is it because you you want to give someone the benefit of doubt and guilty or innocent no. until proven no, no, guilty? No, 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 See, that's what I'm trying to avoid saying here. What I'm trying to say is that you just kind of feel stuck as a as a fan of the league, like when this keeps happening and you're like- Because you're happy that like- You're like, oh great, look, the league's moving forward. Oh cool, there's more assholes. Right, Maybe. yeah, got you. And you're got like, you. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to have this one nugget too. I feel really bad for the team that um, this was announced literally days before the regular season starts. I know that they've been doing an, they've been doing an investigation for like eight months. So I don't know. I don't know. To me, I go, why can't the league, can't you just- pick another time like can't you do this couldn't you have found i mean maybe you couldn't have but you couldn't have made this announcement right. in march yeah. i don't know maybe yeah. not but i yeah. wish they could have because i think the team gets the short end of the stick here yeah big time both we're talking about college level too cool your season's about to start you're in the middle of the season when there's all this time but i mean i know there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape so whatever but it sucks i feel bad for the players agreed and i'm gonna make one more point here this is my macro point for this 70% so far of the leadership 
of these teams in the NWSL was fired for inappropriate conduct, mostly inappropriate, sexually inappropriate conduct. Please come at me with an argument about how sexual harassment doesn't isn't endemic in the workforce for women on a global scale. Come yeah. at me, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to because we're talking about like the best professional athletes and it's still happening. Not to say it shouldn't happen one way or the other. But my but we're point talking, is that it, this is this is a, a, a microcosm that is it's everywhere. It's indicative of a macrocosm. Yes. Right? It's like not it's not like, oh, that's random. You no. had to deal with a sexual harassment issue at work and you're talking to HR. Like that never happens to anyone. You are an outlier. It's like, no, that happens to, you know, seventy percent plus of everyone and, and we just need to talk about and it more. Seventy percent of the teams. Like that's what that's the whole point you're making. <laughs> like it's just amazing. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I guess some more positive news. No way to transition here, though. No, but. I got a good way to transition. This, this is why women should be more women should be owners. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Former player Carly Lloyd's returning to Gotham, but not as a player, minority owner. So, uh, as a fantasy uh, player, I was hoping this was uh, coming back as a player. I got excited when I saw half the headline. But this is pretty badass, though, because she's coming back as a minority owner. She's been involved with this squad for a long time, and um, she's quoted uh, as my home club. Gotham FC has always been close to my heart. Uh, it's an honor to begin this new chapter of my soccer career, surrounded by people who are committed to making this the best club and league in the world. So, you know. Um, I love it. From leadership in the field to leadership in the front office. Yeah. Go, Carly. It's always good at any professional sport when your best players are still involved. You know, it's not like a lot of sports have these players just go away. Um, it's cool because we're talking about one of the best players in the history of the game staying involved right after they retire. So uh, I love it. Um, and then back to, um, I, I, I really love what's going on here with the players, but I also hate why they had to do it. So basically, a lot of players are speaking out against the challenge cup and how much the scheduling sucks. Um, and the biggest ones have been OL rain, Jess Fishlock and Bethany Balser. Yeah. So Jess Fishlock tweeted, congratulations on being the top seed and making it through the semifinals of the challenge cup to celebrate. You now have an away game on the East coast Sunday, followed by an away semifinal that you were meant to host on Wednesday on the West coast. Lucky you <laughs> and Balser go to her. I mean, her, her whole chain is great, but I, I she's really clever. But, um, hey, at, at NWSL and CBS, maybe we should reconsider that 9 a.m. kickoff for the Challenge Cup Championship game. If you really care about women's sports, you would actually put us on primetime. Thanks in advance. Um, I would love to see someone look into an NWSL player's eyes and tell them they have to eat a pregame meal between 6 and 7 a.m. for a 9 to 10 a.m. kickoff for a professional women's game. Um, there's some awesome tweets that she added on there as well. But um, it sucks. Because they are, they are the best team. So once again, the NWSL, I know that Lumen Field wasn't available. And I know that they tried to make it work. The rain did. And they couldn't find anything. But once again, the league should have said, had a contingency plan, say, there's a West Coast, if there's a West Coast team that wins, that gets, that gets the one seed in the Challenge Cup, here's our two stadiums as options. Here's an East Coast option. But instead, they just decided, oh, we'll see how this all shakes out in the standings, and then um, we'll make them go out east. 
to play last year's regular season's champ. Uh, yeah. Season's champion. Like, what I mean, are we it's doing? Like, this is their 10-year anniversary, and it's like they're brand new. I, I just, like, I, why doesn't someone understand logistics? Also... I don't. Can we please define preseason for the masses? What do you mean? I mean, it's a preseason tournament. Yes. Right? Yes. But it's soccer, and it's... If you put like cup behind it, then it means something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on board with this. No, I was on board in years prior and I was actually on board before this year. But now what I, now that I've seen the way it's run again, it's just dumb. You know, it, it's just really dumb to have all these games intertwined with the beginning of the season, especially if you're a fantasy player too. It's like, great. Like what if like, uh, Jess Fishlock has a baller, uh, challenge cup and then sits, Right. Uh, three days later for the regular season or whatever it is, it's ugh. You're like, ugh. Why? Why are we playing these meaningless games? And I may, my may or may not have drafted uh, Jess Fishlock. Um, speaking of the draft, Holly, let's yes. get into it. Let's Before we get Actually, into the draft, I need to check on our DoorDash. It order. is here. We, okay. we need to go get. I'm gonna that. look at it. You can entertain the masses. No, I'm not vamp. I don't have nothing to. You can vamp. About. You want to vamp or you want me to vamp? No, you should vamp. Okay. Yeah, I vamped last time. You put my earphones back in. All right. Yeah, you do that. Okay. So as Holly. Um, goes and checks out the food um, and trying to turn off her mic. No, my mic is off. It's on. I know, but it says off. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, would, hence my confusion. I wasn't confused was, about how to turn off my mic. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we drafted this weekend. Um, we have four teams. We draft 10 total players per team. And um, your starting lineup are, um, you only have one defender. So our league, you, uh, you know, the way that the NWSL stats are available, um, or how about not available, it's very hard to keep track of defensive stats week to week. Um, so uh, you get rewarded for um, clean sheets. What else, Holly? Clean sheets, tackles, key passes. So those are the easiest metrics to keep track of. Um, for a lot of different players. Anyway, I'm blabbering. I did not do well filling the, the sound gap while you're gone. I'm back. Thanks. This, you're I'm not, this is not my best. Maybe the bed is putting me out. So uh, we drafted. So it's, what is it? Uh, I already said it. 10 players. You yes. get seven starters. So it's five offense, one goalie, one D. There you go. So Holly, we're going to get into it. We're not going to go through every round what happened. We made some fun categories, and we're just going to go off here. Holly, in our draft, what do you think the best value picks were? Uh, I think I had the best value pick with Carolyn in the 10th round. Carolyn? Yes. I think she is going to... You think that's your best value? Yeah, because I drafted in the 10th round. I think I'm going to get a lot of production out of her. Why? Why are you laughing at me? I'm asking why do you think you're going to get a lot of production out of, out of her? Because she's a Brazilian national player who's playing as a forward on North Carolina Courage with Dubinia. I'm not laughing at you. You're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm just... I'm I just, picked someone up in the 10th round that is going to be a monster. Can I ask year. you a question? What? So that was, your, was that your very last pick? Yes. Were you de- Who were you debating between? Were you thinking about someone else no. or her? Or you're like, if she's available in round 10, I'm going for no, it. No, I just knew that no one was going to take her because she wasn't on anyone's radar. So I waited till the 10th round. Oh, okay. Just you know, just for note, Holly, I was not I was not laughing at you. I was just having a having a good old time over here. Um, I'm gonna go Midge, Midge Purse, also drafted by you in round five. I just think that you get her, you got her around that twenty mark, and she's much better than that. Um, 
And so to have her fall to five is a big deal. So I think that's nice. Nice. You got anyone else? Nope. Okay, I got two more. Go. I got uh, Ashley Sanchez. Jeannie got her in round three. I just really think that, you know, that's that's around that 12, 10, 12 and, mark. Uh, it's debatable. And so I still, I think that's a really good value. I think it's good value because you had her in your top nine. And yes. I had her fringe top nine. That's so fair. I had like 10 or 11. So if you're telling me someone got her around 10, 11, 12, that's value. Because I, I still think she's a top 10 player. Um, with a high ceiling. And I also have Jess Fishlock. I drafted Fishlock in round four. We're talking last year's MVP of the league. Someone in our league who averaged a ton of points every week, if you go back and look. Someone who helped you win the title. And I got her in round four. We're talking around, around 16, 15, 16. Like that's we'll see. big time value. We'll see. We'll see. Come on. You've got Lavelle back in that midfield. So she Fishlock was is going to be the. She didn't play that many games. Fishlock is not going to be the major producer. I think she's going to take maybe a little bit more. She's a leader role. of the team. It's it's not going to hurt anything. If anything, I don't know. If she's going to put up the fantasy points she put up last year. Okay, uh, we've got biggest reach, Holly. I'm going to rapid fire here. Yeah, I've got round seven, pick one, Abby Dahlkemper. That was a Jason pick. Round eight, Shea Groom, pick number. Round eight, pick four. Uh, round. I'm going round two. This is where it gets round two. Bethany Balser. I think Bethany Balser is awesome. I love her, love her game, love her Twitter game, but round two, I think Jeannie could have, I think you no, could have got her, oh, was it? oh, it's right, I think he could have got her in round three or maybe even four. Um, Agreed, plus yeah. one to that, because I think although when she's on, she's putting up a ton of fantasy points, I'm not sure she's going to play a full 90 100% of the time. Yeah. I also have one that's going to make you mad, and someone that I, I've had on my team a lot, but it's Ashley Hatch in round one. I think it's someone you could have gotten round two or three. And I think Hatch in round one, I think she played her best ball last year. I know you think she's peaking, but I think it's a reach to go for her in round one. Disagree. Top I, four. Looking at her challenge cup numbers, now granted she's maybe playing against not the top lineup of the opposing teams, but she's already you know leading the league in goals. And she is someone that is... You know, you for all the reasons that you drafted her last year, she's even better this year because she and Rodman and Sanchez have played together for a year and they're going to be so much more productive. We we shall see. Who do you got as your biggest reaches? Uh, plus one to Balser in the second round by Jason. Totally unnecessary. And then uh, Kelly Watt in the third by Jason as well. I didn't even include that. I was just, yeah. I mean, she's banged up. She might play. Maybe that was going on. Maybe he's got a knee issue, but yeah, once again, she, he, it was his best player last year. And I think he was just caught up in. Yeah. Jason. I mean, yeah, but he's his best player on the losing team, the, the basement team. Yeah. So, uh, national team bargain of the draft. And this is us women's national yes. team. Yes. Bargain of the draft. Who you have, I'm going to Rapino in the eighth by you. I will agree. <laughs> I love that because She's going to play, I think, more than she did last year. They had a lot more games last year in the summer. Yes, but I don't know how much more. Oh, but man, to, in round eight, to get a player who could put up 20 any given week is just, that's that's bargain. Yeah. That's bargain, baby. Yeah, that is um, a bargain. Round seven through 10, highest ceiling players. I mean, I think Carolyn for North Carolina. I, I just think that she she's on no one's radar. And I think that she's going to put up a ton of points. Uh, and Rapino 
if she's a regular starter. I love because, that. like you said, she can score twenty plus any given week. Makes me feel like I took Rapina. Like you had her, you were like right there. Like you were gonna take her. I was considering it. Makes me feel good. Yeah, I thought I looked at her. What did I look at her? I was considering. Where's my list of rounds? Oh, you got it right here. So you got Rapino, and then you you were you picked. Uh, oh, I'm no, not gonna, I exactly no, I no, I would have. Yeah, it was round eight that I I almost picked her up. I loved your round eight pick. That was nice. Yeah, well thank done. you. Um, let's. Uh, I I uh, want to move on to. Oh yeah, I got the highest ceiling. I've got Sydney Larue. Uh, in round nine, I know that Orlando is just pat yourself on the back. Right? I am. I'm going to pat myself twice on the back. Here I don't because, think so because I, we're talking the midseason MVP last year, and we're also talking about someone who put up big numbers consistently. And you're looking at someone you got them in the 30s. Like I'm looking at the round that I got Sydney Larue, and I see Haley Mace, Christine Sinclair, Sydney Larue, and Fallon Tullis Joyce. So. I'm looking at the player who outscored all those players big time last year, big time. And she may have to carry more of the load. Like I know, I don't think she's going to have a good of a year last year. I just don't think she's going to get as many chances, but I just given the team, she's got too much talent. I couldn't pass it up. I couldn't pass it up. All right. I've also got, um, uh, if Onamonu in round seven, um, I think another, oh, someone again, that's going to come at the forefront. Another pick by Jerry. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Onomonu, round seven. Let's go. You want to see how the other round seven picks were? Doll Kemper, Bixby, Weaver. Onomonu is the star of the round seven. No. You can't even, you can't even talk about it. I, Bixby's going to put up more points this year than she is. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, uh, who's got the potential for the biggest flop award from rounds one through four? Who could be the biggest disappointment? I mean, it's going to be Kelia Watt. I know. Because, you know. We should just shove that out the window. Yeah. Round three. And, and also... I did pick up Rose Lavelle in round four. If she's injured, eh. that's going to be a bad pick for me. Yeah, that the injury stuff is, I can't even put that in the disappointment or flop category. No, I know, but she just gets injured so often that you have to consider it. Yeah. I have another national team player. I went Kelly O'Hara. Was, she was picked up in round four. To pick a, de a defender that early, and I know she's really good. She gets a ton of, she gets a ton of shots for a defender. She get, she'll get some assists. She gets corners. Mm -hmm. She's really involved. But um, as we've seen already, she got banged up in the last game of the year. She's going to have national team games. I don't think Washington's going to need to lean on her as much. So I think um, that was just a little... I think if you're looking at someone that got picked up that early, I don't. I just don't know why you go for Kelly O'Hara that early. Uh, yeah, I mean, she is a strong... She's a strong choice, though, because if you look at the games that she played in 2021, she was averaging 16 points per game. Yeah. Now she, granted, she didn't play that many, but if you're looking at, like, you know, that's high double digits, and there aren't that many people that went in after her, you know, in, in the following rounds that were averaging more than that. You know, Midge Purse was. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I, we'll see. I'm surprised. I'm on the fence about that one. I'm surprised that blank wasn't drafted. Uh, I'm surprised that Allie Watt wasn't drafted. That's on my list. And I'm going to just make an announcement right now, since I have Andy Sullivan on the injured reserve, that I am picking up Allie Watt. Wow, live pickup. Boom! I don't know what soundbite this is, but we're going to go for it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Megan. Um, who else you got on that list? Anyone else? That's it. 
I had Allie Watt. I think she's going to be strong. I had uh, Caprice Didasco. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. I just say, one. you know, Doll Kemper was drafted. Should have been Caprice. I Definitely. had Angelina. Watch out for Angelina on OL Reign. Uh, I think OL yeah. Reign, right? Yes. Hold on. I'm looking at it now. I should know these Could things. be. Oh, no, no. Current. Kansas City Current. This uh, Angelina, uh, legit. Legit. Um, 11 shots and eight shots on target in the Challenge Cup. We're talking about someone I think who's going to bust out. And Kansas City's on fire. On fire. I think she could be like the player for Kansas City. Um, Interesting. I've also got Elise Bennett. Um, also, Kansas City current. We're talking about another player. Uh, uh, did I just look at the wrong thing? I did. I totally lied to everybody. Um, uh, sorry. Elise Bennett had 11 shots and eight on goal. <laughs> um, Angelina has one goal, one shot, one shot on goal. Um, but, oh boy. But, so Angelina's <laughs> OL reign. Exactly. I know, I'm the expert. Everyone just turned uh, off their podcast. I know, this is us fucking. Angelina, bad. OL reign, and Elise Bennett, Kansas City current. Two young players who I think could become uh, leaders for each team. I really do. And I thought maybe late in the rounds, someone was going to go for like a, a younger player. Angelina born in 2000, by the way. Uh, it's just kind of, it, it looks like a typo at this point. Um, and I have to say something about this Ali. Watt. I think Ali Watt, this is going to, I think that's a, like the, it could be the best pickup already of the year. Like, come on. Yeah. She's great. And yeah. finally back from injury. Um, mm -hmm. Surprised that blank was drafted. Can we just go through our big list? Go for it. Uh, Shea Groom, Abby Dahlkemper, Nadia Nadim, Andy Sullivan, Kalia Watt, Gunny Jan's daughter. Yeah, and and number one on that list is Shea Groom. She averaged under seven points per game in 2021, and she's, you know, she's always a negative points risk because of yellow cards. I love her so much watching her. 100%. 100%. And she's great for that team. But I think fantasy-wise, she was like a bubble all-star. I think it was they won the whole thing, the Challenge Cup in 2020. She played the best soccer of her life. Yeah. And, um, and stat-wise as well. But I just... Fantasy, she's not there. No, you know she's a spot starter at best in fantasy. You yeah. know if you're if you're in a tight spot. Uh, but the Nadia Nadim thing, I really want to talk about because Jeannie went for Nadim um, in round five, mm -hmm. and you know I think she's going to play for Louisville. But how much of a that? I mean, we looked at all the, like the steals and stuff. Like that could be the steal of the draft. I mean, before she got injured, she was really strong last year. It could be, but yeah. I think she could have picked her up in the 10th round. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also a reach. Um, okay. Who do you think has the best squad after the, the draft? I mean, I'm looking at all the teams. I do. Okay. Can you say your team? Yeah, I can. I've got it here. Hold on. Oh, you're going to replace Sullivan now? No, you got to put Sullivan in there because it was part of the draft. <laughs> All right. I got uh, Carolyn, Midge Purse, Christy Mewis, Sophia Smith, Ashley Hatch, Carson Pickett, Fallon Tellis Joyce, plus Morgan Reaver and Rose Lavelle on my bench, Andy Sullivan on the injured reserve, and I just picked up Allie Watt. Mm. Mm. Oh, you got Andy Sullivan in your IR. I forgot about the IR spot. Yeah. You drafted someone on the IR. That's a little shady. I think we're going to, have to consult the rest of the league. Okay, you consult. That's a little shady. I want to. I want to hear people, the fans, drafting someone that's on the IR so you could get an extra pick when it's all over. Um, all I do is win. 
Not yet. Zero and zero. Uh, Jared, I think Jared had the best draft. <laughs> All right, Jared. Mal Pugh. We're going to team and then we're going to debate this. Mal Pugh, Rachel Daly, Dabinia, Jess Fishlock, Sam Mewis, Megan Klingenberg, Alyssa Nair. On my bench, Onomanu, Rapino, LaRue. Murders Row. The potential points, and you look at last year, how many 200-point scorers plus are on this squad? There's a lot. How many people were on a Hollies team last year that won the whole thing? I see Klingenberg. I see Fishlock. I see Mewis. She didn't play, but it was on the squad. Okay. <laughs> I see Pew, right? Daily. That's five. You won the title last year. I got five of them. And I'm and I think all I know, five I come back strong. Have uh zero people on my team this year that I had last year. Yeah, and you got some you Jared's. Guys, you all poached my team perfect i got rose lavelle who i had for a hot minute and morgan weaver who i had for a hot minute but 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 no consistent starters can we, uh, so i'm gonna I wanna, i'm we, gonna i'm gonna win this league with an all-new team this year that's what i'm saying fly through what do we think about genie alex morgan Kristen press ashley sanchez nadia nadim Kristen hamilton kelly o'hara bixby mcdonald sinclair rodriguez i think genie I, drafted I think really strong i i think i would give you i would give you the edge for the number two spot though and well, only because two? Only because I think that you guys have an equally strong starting seven, but I think that your bench is stronger than her bench. My bench. So give me, be I'm giving you the slight edge. Okay. And then we'll fly through Jason. Yeah. Trinity Rodman, Balser, Watt, Charlie, Groom, Huerta, Murphy, Dahlkemper, Jan Stutter, Mace. Like there are some aspects I, I like about his team and there are some things that where he could... With this squad, it's like, you know, Rodman and Balser on their own could just win him weeks, you know, with Murphy as well. So, like, he's got a better team than I think he did last year. Definitely. But um, he's got some work to do on that bench. But I'm still giving him last place. Exactly. Because I think that he has a better team than last year, but it is not as strong as the rest of the league, and he has no bench. Tell me how you can actually look at my... I know everyone's confident with their team. How can you look at my team and say it's not as strong as your team? Because on a gut check analysis, I think that I have six stars on my team and one person on my team that is going to be sort of average in my seven starters. And I think that you have four stars and three people that are going to be sort of average in your seven starters. I think getting Nair, last pick for me, is giant... Chicago's not giving up any goals this year. There's going to be clean sheets galore. She's healthier this year than she was last year. They, they've only given up like five goals in the Challenge Cup. Like, they just don't. Their defense is so strong. They made the title last year. I, I think Tullis Joyce, like, that's that's like, you got Tullis I love her, but it could be one of these things you have no idea. Like, it could be like, oh, don't, shit. Don't, don't start throwing shade on her because <laughs> you were pissed that I took her before you and you had to take Nair. So don't even start with me on that. I just look at your starting lineup. I look at Carolyn. Not proven in the league, okay? And yeah, neither was Rodman last year. Look how that turned out for me. That's true. Um, you did draft her. I looked again last year. You did draft her in like the first round last year. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was um, the second, wasn't it? Uh, I, I do like your team. I do like your team. Um, I just think mine's a little better. Okay. Uh, we'll, put, we'll post our teams on uh, Insta and Twitter because um we've been posting some fun stuff we had some like little a little our top nine on there we'll post our lineups on there and see we'll let the fans vote how all about right that? i want last thing i want to talk about genie's team i think genie i didn't get to talk about it too much genie i think you did a good job drafting the only trouble is that like real heavy national team thing going on with press and morgan so if there are games and there's gonna be like these and weeks, sanchez um, maybe we'll see true 
um, and then Sinclair. And Sinclair for like, Canada. So there's like this I'm gonna have O'Hara, issue, O'Hara. So like there's yeah. a lot going on there where like when sh- there's a national team break and there's international windows, it's going to be trouble. So Jeannie, hopefully you're listening up there. Yeah. I mean, I have the same issue because my starting five offensively and one of my bench are national team players for various countries. Yeah. So we're going a little long. We'll see how that goes. We're going yeah, a little long. All right. We're, we're boring. Let's move on. We got to do. Okay. A lot of new kits have been coming out. This is my world. Love this stuff. Uh, of the new kits that came out, what are you digging? ACFC. The aways. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is coming from someone who, you know. Hates pink. Hates pink. But man, these look cool on television. Yes. They look the best out of anybody's kits on, on TV. So good. A plus. Yeah. I feel like we're finally getting like, this is what soccer does better than any other sport because they can change their shit every year because it's not so expensive. We're talking about shorts, socks, and 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 you know a shirt. That's it. That's all you got to make work. So you can you can make these elaborate changes. And soccer is great because they just oh like like I'm looking at Houston's right now. It's like it's loud, and I think teams are finally starting to get this whole broadcast thing because those ACFC ones. By the way, I'm with you. If ACFCs away are blowing everyone's out of the water because one of the biggest aspects that no other team has picked up on, which I don't know why, are shorts. Loud shorts. What what color are they calling that? They're calling it like uh like sunset or what are they calling that? Um that it's no, not I think pink. it's the dawn, right? It's rose gold. Yeah, rose it's gold. Dawn. It's rose. Rose gold. Now, oh my god, what a concept. You look at Washington Spirit, you look at like flat straight blue does nothing on tv you look at orlando it's all white it's got detail only if you're five feet away from it i like the idea but i think (laughs) teams got obsessed with the details for so long now we're seeing teams that are having broadcast uh, friendly uniforms so kc the biggest thing for KC, the socks. socks. You were on that early yeah they said no one with these white kits we're gonna wear those teal socks that on TV is is loud and it pops. It's with the ACFC look. Um, and then these, and you get like, I think Louisville kind of did it first with those jerseys, like those loud flowery that, you know, it looks great on TV. So shout out. All these teams are doing these loud 90s looks. It's very 90s. I, I just, I never thought I would say this, but I just, I love that the 90s are back. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it too. There's so much new Puma gear in my closet right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Bring it on. I some of my least favorite, I don't like ACFC's homes. No. I don't like the spirits all blues. No. Uh the thorns, I'm torn. Boring. Because the black on TV will look okay. I like OL range stripes. It's very Looks Euro. Great. Very Euro. I like the Euro look. Um North Carolina, it's okay. The gradient. It's okay. It's okay. I like that um. TBD on the new current unis. I got to see how they look on TV. I can't tell. I'm you in. I feel like the blue should have been a little, or the teal should have been a little brighter. Maybe, but and, uh, hey, you don't want to you don't want to take away from the socks. Orlando Pride, like great shouting I'm, out. I know getting you know women and non-white people to the moon, but man, these unis are boring. <laughs> what a <laughs> shout out. Shout out, but these jerseys suck. The best part of the Love Orlando your politics, hate your design. The best part Actually, of those they're, jerseys they're, are the gray sleeves. No, but they look clean. Like they're, they're great. Uh, they're better looking than some of the. Great, other you know what it's gonna look like from far away. Like 
They embraced the black uniforms last year with the stars, but from far away, it just like a black jersey. Yeah. This year, they're embracing the white, and then it's this white and gray, but it's going to look like just kind of flat. They need to embrace the purple, damn it. Right. Get purple shorts, purple socks. You know how cool that would be on TV? Get some of that. All right. That's it. We're done with this show. I know. Let's go eat. Yeah, we got some food. We got some Thai to eat. I'm, I'm pumped for next year. Or next year. Next year. Yeah, I'm pumped for next year when I win two in a row. Right. Um, <laughs> next week. Next week because we get we finally get our, our week one recap. Every team is playing. So we're the same amount of games. And we get to finally do our waiver wire pickups, Woo. our stars of the week, and we get to get you know what we get to bring back our predictions. It's gonna be amazing. We, I guess we could have done predictions this week. You got you got uh, any kind of like a bold prediction? Oh, wait. I, I have no bold predictions. Wait I a don't. minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Bring it back. <laughs> it's time to get bold with Woo! predictions. Yeah, sing it. It's time for bold predictions. You got any bold ones? I know we just got, I kind of just threw this on you. No. No. <laughs> uh, wait, no, I have a bold prediction because we are going to the season opener yes. of ACFC on Friday night. Woo! Yes. Against North Carolina. And my bold prediction is that Carolyn is going to put up the first fantasy points for me. Of the year. What do you got? I'm just listening to this song. Oh my God. This one. We lost him. He just totally checked out and was like vibing over there, completely offline. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. I think I'm just pulling this out of my ass right now. <laughs> um, smells good. I think the OL Rain go in to Washington, pissed off, and they beat him up. And they beat Washington by two plus. Okay. Two plus, and you will see Rose Lavelle score. All right. Okay? And you will see, guess who else score? Ooh. Ball, sir. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Fishlock get a couple assists. That's it for our show. Should we go off with this one? No, come on. Read us out. Okay. Uh, that's the show. Next week, week one recap. Hey, have fun. <laughs> cool. Why do you keep messing with the mic? Because I was just testing my theory that it's backward now. Don't know what happened. No, it's not backward. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Um, and then this season, stay tuned. We'll have some guests this year. Some nice special guests. We're also going to bring on our uh, fellow league mates, I think halfway through the year, like last year, and start breaking down their team and why we're beating them so badly. Right. Yeah. So that'll so, be fun. Yeah. You know, and I'll bring Holly on halfway through the year and why she's losing to Jared so much. Mm. So until that next show, happening. bye, everybody.